I want to talk to you about something very important, about how to keep in fellowship with God in this new year. How can we do it? How can we keep in fellowship with God in this new year? I want you to take your Bible to Hebrews chapter 12. Can we do that and stand? Hebrews chapter 12. Notice what this verse says. It says, We're foreseen. We're compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and sin which doeth so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Remember years ago, I was reading about a church in Missouri. The church was growing it, doing extremely well, but the church burnt down. When I say the church burnt down, the facility burnt down, and they knew they had to do something quickly. And the only building large enough in town to handle the people was a local tavern. So they went to the owner of that tavern, and they said, we know you use this place on Saturday night. We know you use this place on Sunday night. But on Sunday morning, you don't use this place. So can we turn this place into a church? And the tavern owner said, yes, you can. And they did just that. They turned it into a church, and they had church one Sunday morning. And that night, the owner of the tavern came in, and he had an old parrot that had been there all day. And he said to that old parrot, How'd he go today? The old parrot said, a different bartender, different bartender. A different floor show, a different floor show. Same old crowd, same old crowd. <laughs> well, you know, I was looking at Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, and I'd never looked at it in, in this light. The Bible says, Wherefore sin were compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Now, I truly believe in heaven's grandstand. There's people in heaven, family members and friends that you have that are encouraging, cheering you on. I believe heaven's grandstand is full of a great cloud of witnesses that are cheering us on. But I've never thought about this. That verse is in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. But in Hebrews chapter 11, 11, it's the Hall of Faith chapter. It's the patriarchs and the matriarchs. It's the heroes of the faith. And I began to look at the people that were listed in that chapter. And then it took me back to Hebrews 12 and 1, where it says we're compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. It talks about the people in heaven, but then it quickly alludes to let us lay aside every sin and wait. And I thought, Lord, what are you talking about? And then I realized something. In Hebrews 11, Noah made that chapter, but Noah got drunk. Abraham made that chapter, but Abraham was a, he lied. He was a selective liar. He only lied to kings. Somebody said a little white lie. No, 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 no. It's not a little white lie. It's either a lie or it's the truth. I mean, I mean, Abraham, Abraham made the Jacob made the chapter. He was a deceiver. Samson made the chapter. We know he had woman problem, women problems. David, we all know David had problems. So what did he say? Even the best had some struggles. Even the best had to lay aside every weight and sin. And a weight's not a sin, but it's something that hinders you. There's things in your life that may not be a sin, but it will hinder your Christian walk. 
may not be a sin, but it will hinder you from being everything that you could be. It's just a, it's just a wait. And this is what I know. Most of us have something in our life. There's this weight, there's this sin, there's this struggle that's constantly nagging at us. We have something that's constantly nagging at us. That's why I say there's so much bad in the best of us and there's so much good in the worst of us. It hardly behooves any of us to talk about the rest of us. That's why as Christian people, we really ought to put our rocks down. We, we really ought to put our rocks down because most of us have that area. Most of us now, now, now I'm, just, I'm just being transparent with you today. Hey, many would say, Pastor, there is that area. There is that area in my life, would you? Would you? Yeah, 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 sure, sure, sure. Now, if the person beside you, if the guy beside you didn't raise his hand, put one hand around your wife and the other hand on your wallet. You better look out for him. Because most of us have that, that area, that weight, that sin that doeth so easily beset us. Now, you know, I began to think about this week. How do we, uh, what happens when we have a besetting sin? I think there's three things that we do. Sometimes when we have a besetting sin in our life, the first thing we do is we, we doubt our salvation. We say, I must not even be saved. I must not even be saved because if I was saved, I wouldn't continually do this. If I was saved, I, I, I just couldn't. So we doubt and we start saying, I must not have had the same experience that the people down at the church had. And by the way, there's three groups of people in the world. Remember, only three groups. Those that have doubted, those that will doubt, and those that are brain dead. <laughs> Jesus said there's not a greater among you than John the Baptist. And John went through a tough patch he went to prison, and John said these words, is he really the Christ, or should we look for another? So Jesus said he's the greatest, and he doubted. You say, well, Pastor Benny, doubt is the opposite of faith. No, 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 no. Unbelief is the opposite of faith. Doubt is when I have faith, but I'm struggling in my faith. So sometimes when we have a besetting sin in our life, we have a struggle, we say, I'm, I must not even be saved. There's a second thing we do. We beat ourselves up. We say, I'm not much of a Christian. I'm a poor excuse for a Christian. I'd be better off if I didn't even go to church. It's not making any difference in my life. We, we beat ourselves up. And then there's a third thing we do is we make wild resolutions. You say, what are you talking about, Brother Benny? We say stuff like this. God, if you forgive me, I'll never do it again. How many of you have ever done that? <laughs> I just preach where we live. But let me tell you something. None of those things work. None. You say, Pastor Benny, why can you say with affirmation that none of those things work? Because I've tried all of them. And none of those things work. But you know, there was a man in the Bible. His name was David. And David committed gross sin. David committed gross sin. David committed adultery, deception, Murder. I mean, he literally did it all. And I'm not going to camp here a long time, folks, but here's what I will say. The Bible says when the kings went forth to battle, David tarried in Jerusalem. What got David in trouble was being at the wrong place at the wrong time. 
He should have been out there doing something else, but he got in the wrong place. And folks, if you get in the wrong place, you're out to do the wrong thing. A guy goes to the doctor and he says, Doc, uh, I've broken my leg in two places. What do you recommend? The doc says, stay out of those places. <laughs> and what I recommend is stay out of those places. Stay out of those places. There's places you just, you, you just don't sense God and just stay out of those places. Now, there was a great author. There was a great author that wrote a book years ago, many, many years ago. It's a great book. If you get a chance to read it, it's called Happy Wife, Happy Life. It's a type of book, once you lay it down, it's hard to pick it back up. <laughs> I shouldn't be hard on it. It's a million seller. I was left coming to church this morning. There's probably a million of them in my cellar. But anyway... That author talked about some personal warning signs of getting in trouble. And that author gave five warning signs that were headed for trouble. He said, do you look forward to an, uh, an appointment with a certain person? Do you look forward to an appointment with a certain person? He said, number two, had you rather see them than your mate? He said, number three, you don't want your friends to know you're meeting again. Number four, you look for them in group settings. And number five, they make you feel young and foolish. <laughs> so crazy. We get 50 and start trying to look 32. God help us. Amen. You see it all the time. Young and foolish. I'm alive again. No, you're going to end up dead. <laughs> now, here's what's amazing. Even after David committed all this, I want you to get this, folks. Even after he committed all this, according to Acts 13 and 22, David was called a man after God's own heart. Now, don't, don't get on me when I'm preaching good. That tells me something, folks. David messed up, but he handled it correctly. And this is what I know, folks. I'm not giving anybody a license to sin. Take that out of your head. I believe in holiness. But here's what I want to say to you. There are going to be some mess-ups. There are going to be some mess-ups. Somebody said, I've heard this. Well, I tell you what, if a guy messes up, you can be well assured that he's going to continue to do it. Or if a lady messes up, she's going to continue. Once they're that, they're always that. But did you know that's not what the Bible teaches? In 1 Kings 15 and 5, David never messed up again. David mess, never messed up in this arena again. He was a new man because here's what I want you to see. He handled his mess up properly. He handled his mess up properly. And I want to give you some steps to how to stay in fellowship with God. Because by the way, now here's what I want you to do. Turn to the person beside you and look them in the eye, somebody, and tell them, say, you are going to mess up. 
So you better listen close. Amen? Yes, you had. Let me tell you how David handled it. Four quick steps and we're out of here. Step number one is admit. Step number one is admit. Look what Psalms 51 says. David messed up and then he, this, this, was, this was the account of how David handled it. He said, have mercy upon me, O God. Notice, me. According to thy loving kindness, according to thy multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Go to verse 2. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgression and my sin is ever before me. Man, that's a lot of me, my, and I. But you know what he was doing, ladies and gentlemen? He was admitting that he had messed up. See, folks, let me tell you something. Sometimes we just sweep something under the rug, and we just continue doing what we're doing and think somehow it's justified with God. No, no, no. David said, I own it. I own it. It's mine. I messed up. And ladies and gentlemen, the first step to any recovery is we got to own it. We got to own it. You say, oh, but Brother Biddy, you said God didn't come to rub our sins in. He came to rub them out. You're exactly right. He did come to rub them out. But you got a part. Look what 1 John, I love this verse. Look what 1 John 1 and 9 says. If we confess our sins, you say, oh, Pastor Benny, that's so good if we confess our sins. He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's so wonderful. But look, it starts out with if. 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 If ifs and buts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. Amen? <laughs> but it starts out with if. We have a choice. Am I going to own it? Or am I just going to continue to go on like I'm going? Am I going to just continue? Nothing's wrong. Everything's okay. No, 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 folks. God's not going to bless that. The first step, folks, the first step to, 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 to having a proper fellowship with God is we got to admit. Let me tell you the second step. We got to agree. You know what the word confess means? Agree. It means to agree. Look what verse 4 says. Against thee and thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight. You say, Pastor, what are you talking about? Here's what I'm talking about. Here's what I'm talking about. You've got to agree with God that it's wrong in his sight. You've got to agree with God that it's wrong in his sight. We start out by admitting the second step is, is we agree with God. You say, Pastor, what is right and what is wrong? Whatever God says, ladies and gentlemen, even in 2017, even in 2017, you say, Pastor, we got to progress. No, no, no. We got to stick with the Word of God. We've got to stick with the Word of God. 
Listen, I could care less what Madonna and that crowd says. We've got to stick with the Word of God. We've got to stick with the Word of God. Let God be true and every man a liar. So we admit and we agree. We own it. I heard about a woman that got drunk on New Year's. And her friend said to her, I heard you had a little too much to drink. She said, yes. I hate it when I get over-served. <laughs> over-served. What's wrong with owning it? What's wrong with saying I was wrong? See, we got to admit, folks. We got to agree. And then we got to ask. Lord, I admit, I agree with you. God's standard hadn't changed, folks. I admit, I agree, but I've got to ask. Look what, look what David said. Created me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. Verse 12 says, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with a free spirit. See, folks, we can't have peace and joy in our lives till we ask God to forgive us. You say, Pastor Benny, I'm a Christian, and I wonder why I don't have the peace and the joy that I have. Could it be there's something in your life you need to deal with with God? July the 3rd, 1984. I got married. It's on record at the Marion County Courthouse in Jasper, Tennessee. I've been married all these years. I sure have. But I want you to know something. I've not always been in fellowship. I've not always been in fellowship. Now, listen to me very closely. These couples that want to present to you their award in June Cleaver, and some of you won't even relate to that. <laughs> but everything's hunky-dory, and we just lovey-dovey, and it's just so sweet. We hold hands and kiss every little bit. <laughs> liar, liar, pants on fire. <laughs> no, God made us different. There's going to be things in every couple. I have a lot more respect for somebody who'll be transparent and honest than somebody up, oh, Sarah, Sarah. <laughs> it's just Calgon, take us away. <laughs> no, baloney. But you know what I know? To get back in fellowship, sometimes Barbara does the right thing. And she says, Benny, I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> and sometimes to get back in fellowship, I do the right thing. And I say, Barbara, we just got to meet in the middle. <laughs> if you admit you're wrong, I'll admit I'm right, and we can get in the middle. No, I have to say I'm sorry too because I learned if you want your marriage to sizzle with love in the loving cup, 
Whenever you're wrong, admit it. And whenever you're right, shut up. <laughs> I could care less. Marriage is difficult. Marriage is difficult. Yes, it is. I could care less who I'm talking to. You say, well, I disagree with you. Well, you're entitled to your own opinion, no matter how wrong it may be. It's difficult, ladies and gentlemen. It requires some asking. Let me tell you something. Your relationship with God's going to require some asking. So how do, I, how do I keep in fellowship? Admit. Agree. Ask. Let me give you the fourth point. Accept. Accept. Look what Psalms 51 says, verse 16. For thou that desirest not sacrifice, else I would give it. He said, I'd, I'd sacrifice an animal, God, but that's not what you want. Thou delightest not in burnt offerings. But verse 17 says, For the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. O God, thou wilt not despise. Ladies and gentlemen, when we admit the struggle, the sin, the situation, we say, God, I know it's wrong. I ask you to forgive me. God says, I accept you. I accept you. I accept you. The word repentance, re, the root word of return, penance, we get the word penthouse. Repent, return to the highest position. When we repent, we return to the highest position. I won't give you something, folks. I was getting ready this morning, and I was just going through my message in my mind. I don't sleep a lot on Saturday night. But I was just going through my message in my mind. Admit, agree, ask, accept. But there's, a, there's another word. Attain. Attain. You say, Pastor, what, what, what do you mean attain? This is what attain means. It means to arrive at through growth. You know what, folks? This is what's so wonderful. I don't know what you've been through. I don't know what you're going to go through. But here's what's so wonderful. Even when we go through something that's so difficult, we can say this, I've been through it, and I'm not the same person because I've attained. I've arrived at through growth. See, folks, if you're walking through hell, just keep on walking, amen? I, I'm not the same person. I, a man went bankrupt, and he came to me, and he said, I've, I've lost everything, Pastor. And I said, no, 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 you've not lost everything. You've not lost the knowledge that you have. You've not lost the ability that you have. You've attained something. And ladies and gentlemen, that's got to be our attitude. I've attained, and now <laughs> I want to attempt to help others. I want to ask you something. As our musicians are coming, Romans 8 and 28 says, and we know all things work together for good. 
And we know all things work together for good to them that love God. I want to ask you one question. Does that mean the divorce? Does that mean the termination? Does that mean the scandal? Does that mean the serious mess up? Well, wait. He works all things. The mess ups of Benny Tate's life. God said, I'm going to bring good out of it. I'm going to be glorified through it. And I said, well, God, what do I do with it? What do I do with the mess ups? What do I do with the struggles? He said, let me tell you. 2 Corinthians 1 and 4. Who comforteth us, who comforteth us in all our tribulation that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves were comforted of God. You take the mess-ups, you take the hardships, you take the good, you take the bad, you take the ugly. You don't just turn it inside. You use that to help people. You use that to help people. So here's the steps, folks. It's pretty simple. I've got something in my life. I've got to admit it. We can't live our lives like, hey, everything's okay. God, you just condone everything. No, 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 no. He's a holy God. He's a holy God. Not everything's okay. We live in a world when everything seemingly is okay, but it's not okay with God. So I admit, God, I'm wrong. And I agree with you, Lord. It's not pleasing in your sight. See, sometimes, folks, we got these things that everybody sees, and we think they're, oh, look what that guy's doing. But notice what he said. In your sight, everything God sees that racism that's in my heart, God sees. That prejudice that's in my heart, God sees. That bitterness in my heart, God sees. I'm talking about the man who's had an affair and I've got lust in my heart. God said, I see it. That greed that's in my heart, God sees it. That bitterness toward a family member. God said, I see it. That anger that's been built up for your husband for years. God said, I see it. That misappropriation of funds when nobody else seen it. But God said, I saw it. The way you talk to people, I hear it. God said, you got to admit then you've got to agree with me it's wrong. But I want you to know something. No matter what happens, no matter what happens, we can get down on our knees and say, God, you're right. And I ask you to forgive me, Lord. <laughs> that quick, it's done. 
You said, I, th- I, I confessed it to God a thousand times. That's 999 too many. He forgave you the first time you asked him. And then what did I do? I accept the fact that God's gift forgiven me. And I quit beating myself up. Because God's forgiven me. And I tell myself I'm forgiven. And I say, Lord, now I've attained. I've attained. Oh, I've been to hell and back, but I'm different because of it. I'm a different man. I'm a different woman. I'm a different person because of it. Oh, I messed up and I'm different. I'm like David. David never messed up again and I'm different. Now what I'm going to do, God, I'm going to use all the mess-ups of my life to help other people because that's what you want me to do. And ladies and gentlemen, that's how we stay in fellowship with God. Because here's what I want you to see, and I've got to quit. In 2017, I'm a prophet. You're going to have some mess-ups. In some capacity. And you're going to need this message. You're going to need this message. Friend, I trust the message today has spoken to your heart. And if you've never accepted Christ as your personal Savior, I want to challenge you to do that today. It's the greatest decision you'll ever make. And I've often said, it's as simple as ABC. A stands for acknowledge. You've got to acknowledge that you're a sinner. B stands for believe. You've got to believe that Christ and His blood was shed on the cross for your sin. And then C, you simply must confess your sins to Him. I want to encourage you right now to repeat a simple prayer with me. I'll pray the prayer you repeat it with me if you'd like to accept Christ as your personal Savior. Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. But God, I'm sorry for my sin. I'm so sorry I want to change. I believe that you died for my sin and I confess my sin to you right now. Come into my heart, Lord, and forgive me of all my sins. Now, thank you, Lord, for forgiving me. Thank you for coming in to my life. Amen. Friend, congratulations on the greatest decision that you'll ever make. And I want you to know, this decision is not based on how you feel right now. Because God's not a feeling. He's a fact. This decision is based on the fact that you have done what God's Word says you must do to have eternal life so congratulations on the greatest decision you'll ever make and thank you for being with us today god bless you and we'll see you soon